All right. Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. Did you notice how much redder my hair looks today? I did not, but I thought maybe it was a filter. Like Google. Oh, nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's redder. No, I tried a hair gloss uh-huh. because even though I thought that I would descend into gray more gracefully, uh-huh. I saw a bunch of pictures of myself that my mom took a couple weeks ago. And you know how people like who have, who still have more body issues that they struggle with regularly and they see a picture of themselves and they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize that that's what I looked like. Oh, uh-huh. I know exactly what I physically look like other than my hair shocked me <laughs> to my very oh, no. core. Oh, I was no. like, what the hell is going on with my hair? Yeah. Like I could not bear it. Uh-huh. So I tried a hair gloss based on some suggestions on TikTok and yeah. it is very orange yeah. in some lights. But in other lights, it looks exactly how I think of my hair yeah, looking. That's what I. That's why so, I was not noticing because I always thought your hair looked like this. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> when I first had it in, so in the early 2000s when digital cameras were first like becoming a thing, no digital cameras could really capture red hair very well. Right. So there's all these pictures from that period where it's like, a picture of a bunch of teenagers hanging out. And then my hair is like literally orange, uh-huh, like uh-huh. so brightly orange. Cause they just couldn't get the nuance. Right. So at first when I saw it, I was like, Oh, it looks exactly like that. Oh, <laughs> like how no. pictures of me from 2003 <laughs> look. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but I washed it yesterday and it's going to, I think it's just going to fade into something that yeah. I'm really more comfortable with. And then maybe I'll, I'll check back in with myself in a month to see if I want to keep hair glossing it up. Yeah. And then I was telling Nathan, I'll check back in with myself more majorly at 40 to see uh-huh. if then it's time to if like, you want to transition let it, to let it go yeah. lighter and lighter. Lighter, lighter. It's not ever going to be gray because it's not dark enough to have that contrast. Mm-hmm. It'll just look like more and more faded red until it's fully white. Which oh, is okay. cool. Yeah. But I just think I'm not totally ready for that yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. You can, I'm not even 35. <laughs> I, know. I am very, very, very shortly 35. Yeah. 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 I'm like, well, I'm, I'm there, but I, I know just, I just shave the side so I don't have to think about it. So I know. Well, well, I pierced my nose. That's me clinging to youth. What else can I do? <laughs> I'm not, not actually clinging to youth. I don't actually care. Yeah. It was just so shocking in the picture. I was like, I can't believe that that's what my hair color is. Yeah. 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 Especially because like, you're so proud of your red hair. Like, right. That's like I, a, like, I use it as an identifier yourself. too much. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is a lesson mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see how it goes. But so far sense. I like it and it was super easy and I've never like, I'm not like a hair dyer person. So mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was just like something that you could kind of like that there was different, differing levels of intensity. Oh almost. yeah. 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 Like, I always thought it was just that hair gloss, or I didn't know that hair gloss was like something that was more minor than yeah. a hair dye situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we shall see. <laughs> This is our all 
Oracle episode. Oops, all Oracle. Oops, episode. all Oracles. Yes, yes, yes. And Esther, my beautiful, lovely, <laughs> kind, thoughtful co-host, knew that I would be choosing a Compendium of Constellations because fucking duh. So she opted to choose something that was not her most used Oracle deck, Memento yes. Mori. Yes. Because that'd be an Oops, just, all Black in the Moon episode. That would be, yeah, that would be an Oops, all Claire Goodchild episode. And we're trying to do all Oracles in general. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, Claire did s- sort of suggest that she wanted to catch up on the podcast. Yeah. Which I think is great because she is re-releasing Compendium of Constellations with the yeah. new art, but also with keywords on the cards, yeah. which sort of is the best of both worlds because mm-hmm. the new art is really cool. It's totally. very poppy. It's like awesome. Um, but I understand that keywords are also super helpful. I still like to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's going to do a pre-order for that shortly. So we'll probably talk to her around that time. But in the yeah. meantime, yes, today, oops, all oracles, I'll be using compendium of constellations and I'm choosing the card of the day. Yes. And I'm a luck. tiny bit mad that compendium of constellations is going to be mad at me because I have not used her in a while, <laughs> but Maybe she'll be, be nice for the episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Please, compendium, please. All right. So I got worship. Ooh. The Aura constellation. Ooh. Uh, maybe that's telling. I think that this deck with appreciates. This is like the thing with, with compendium of constellations for me. More so than most other decks, I feel like the deck itself is talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like this deck wants to have a little bit of worship and admiration (laughs) in today's episode, which good for you, buddy, because that's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Like do it. And you're like, we got you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, oh, where did my, there it goes. I, I literally just tapped the screen and then drive decided to exit out of the outline and then pull no! up the, the outline for our, what we did in the shadows that we just recorded. Oh, no. I was like, Guillermo, no, 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 back up. Okay. <laughs> this question is not from Guillermo. It's from Elizabeth KB. And, and it's a long one. It is a long one, but we'll, we'll try to make it as succinct as possible. There you go. Enjoyable to your earballs as possible. The quest, so from Elizabeth, she says, the question I'm hoping you all in the cards can help with uh, is actually a follow-up to a question you answered for me a super long time ago. Going to try to keep this as short and concise as possible. You answered my original question about fr- a friend ghosting me on the Valeda Oracle episode in July 31st of 2019. That was a long time ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> the reading you gave was so super spot on, so I took the card's advice and didn't pursue the issue. I just focused on other relationships and then focusing on surviving a global pandemic. Then earlier last year, out of nowhere, she sent me a really long and nice text saying that she wasn't sure what happened to our friendship, but she missed it and wanted to reconnect. I responded saying I wasn't sure what happened either, but would like to reconnect as well. So we rekindled a text slash online friendship since she was still in another state. Then one day she messaged me saying she was moving back to my town. So she moved back in September 2021 and started ghosting me again. So she stopped texting me as frequently and stopped responding to my messages. And when they both prefer texts and phone calls. When I've heard from her, I tried to make plans several times and she always agrees. And then when the day comes, she doesn't show up 
or answer my messages. Sometimes weeks will go by and I won't hear from her after she stood me up. A couple of times she apologized, but there have been several, including the most recent, where she just doesn't acknowledge we had plans and just disappears. I don't think it's a pandemic thing because we are both fully vaccinated boosted and the plans we made have mostly been hanging out at my house. Plus, not to sound like a stalker, but I know she's going out with other people because we are still friends on social media and she posts about it. So my question for the cards is what the heck is going on? Ha! <laughs> Sorry. Is there some signal that I'm missing? Do I just need to forget about her and move on again? Or is there something that I'm doing wrong that I need to address? Why did she come back into my life just to ghost me again? Not sure if all these questions are the right ones to ask, but any insights you and the cards have is appreciated. Yes. Yes. And yes. Because I, I do remember that question. Me too. And I think that ultimately we were like, yeah, just right, kind right. of let it go. Uh, which was good. I think great advice in the time. It's just so wild that she would pop back up and yeah. act so interested. I mean, like and then I understand again. like lonely like, people will rude. come back to like, I kind of think of it like as a cat that has a toy and they try different toys and they're like, I'm bored of this toy. Now I'll move on to the next yeah. toy sort of person. But I don't know if that's this sort of person. see which one. Cause the ghosting thing, whatever, like they'll text you and then ghost you is just really, really weird. So do you want to pull for what the heck is going on first and then yes. just kind of go from there? Because yeah. I do think that's a good place to start. Exactly. Yeah. What the heck is like going on with her or going in the situation? Maybe. Uh, I would say the within the friendship. What the heck okay. is going on in this friendship? Okay. And I am using the Reclaim Oracle. I have no idea if it's in stock or not, but that's what I'm using. And we've reviewed that Oracle before. It's a fantastic deck. Yeah. All right. So what the heck is going on with this friendship? Okay. Okay. I got uh, Equilius and Groose, which are freedom and overcome. And I got jealousy and betrayal. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so I think like probably, well, I mean, jealousy and betrayal is likely Pretty. referring to how Elizabeth feels about yeah. like being sort of dropped and like yeah. not included. Her feelings. Yeah. And then uh, what's going on from the cards that I got are like the overcoming those feelings would give a lot of freedom, just mm -hmm. like very straightforward. That's the beauty yeah. of these keyword Oracle decks Yeah, is that like what's going on in this friendship is something that's bringing out a lot of bad stuff for you. Yeah. And if you're able to overcome that and sort of move past it, you'll feel a lot more free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's saying drop that friendship again. <laughs> like that seems really toxic. She's like yeah. bringing out really insecure All these, feelings in you right. and you don't deserve that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cause I mean, just like just jealousy and betrayal, like you're seeing her actively pursue friendships in person with other people. Right. So obviously like these feelings are valid to come up within you because you've been there for her in a way that has been significant, you know? Right. And so, you know, overcoming, not, I don't want to say overcoming these feelings because I don't think these feelings are wrong necessarily. And overcoming right. those feelings sounds weird. Yeah. But like overcoming that need for this friendship to feel right. something in you would bring that freedom to move forward and move on. Yeah, totally. Do we want yeah. to pull for if, 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 if Elizabeth is doing something wrong? Sorry, that was like a total brain fart. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was like, it's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause I, cause part of me doesn't want to pull specifically for that because 
I don't think it, it seems like Elizabeth is doing anything wrong. Right. Does so that maybe make any we sense? should pivot it to being more like this friendship is bringing up toxic stuff and yeah. you don't deserve that. And maybe coming up with strategies for moving beyond it rather yeah. than trying to like figure out the whys because right. sort of like with the first reading, like people behave in really selfish and self-centered mm-hmm. ways all the time. Right. And knowing why they're doing that and making, or you know, participating in that behavior that makes you feel some sort of way is not as helpful as figuring out how to sort of like release yourself from it. Right. And I'm sure that if we did pull cards, it'd be like you're, if what you're doing wrong is staying in this toxic friendship, just to be right. Honest. Exactly. Like, it, it's to, to me, it would not be productive to like self-flagellate out of guilt. Right. Yeah. And I don't think you're doing anything no. wrong. It's sound. I mean, this is the second time you're she's sort of friend. done that. So it seems like yeah. being optimistic about, yeah, being friends with somebody is not a flaw. Yeah. But, it can be really dangerous in situations where the person keeps proving that they don't deserve your friendship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's pull cards then for what Elizabeth can do to sort of like become at peace with this friendship ending. Yeah. 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 Actually, both of our questions today are sort of weirdly similar. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> what did you get? Because mine is kind of funny too. I got no no joke. Detachment and disconnection. Okay. <laughs> I love that. And I got deception and manifest. So deception is kind of interesting. I think it's really saying to like not bring this up with her. Like yeah. you don't need to sort through things. You can pretend everything's fine and then just detach. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, ba- just ghost her right back. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what it tells me. Just I know. I think right so too, back. especially with yours. <laughs> like, and the, no the deception kind of makes a little bit of sense in that context uh-huh. too, because you could perceive ghosting someone right back as being deceptive because you have feelings and you're not addressing them or whatever. But right. I think that like the only way that you can sort of like get out of this uh-huh. is by ghosting right back. <laughs> like, and then focusing on manifesting. Yeah. Well, and this is how you manifest relationships that moving work. forward. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're deciding to do that. Oh my God. The detachment card is so adorable. It's like a bunch of women grow- growing out of flowers basically. Mm-hmm. And the detachment one has one of the women like flying into the air. Like <laughs> yes. she's broken free of her flower. Exactly. She's like, I'm out of here. Bye. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, just ghosting right back, mm-hmm. making yourself like, sort of putting yourself in the mindset of like this relationship is just over and manifesting the relationship ending yeah. by just putting yourself in that brain space because you mm-hmm. know, it's true yeah. as you're watching her make all these decisions that are hurting you. Yes. You know that the relationship's over. So manifest the ending of that by saying fine, right. This right. is over. And, and this, this deck in this reading is the absolute proof that Oracle decks are, are not nicer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was just thinking like having both of the questions this week be kind of thematically similar is fantastic because both the deck you're using and the Uh deck that I'm using are like what we were talking about last week or two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. not fluffy at all. No, no weeks ago. Maybe they're like, not, they're not giving you easy answers. They're saying, here's some hard truths that you have. Like here's some aggressive, hard truths you need to be. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's, It's like, anyway, 
we as we I just love I just love Oracle decks. Yeah, Yeah, I just love them. Totally same. All right. Well, Elizabeth, good luck. I think that this is like just really clear. Ghost right back. Mm -hmm. Like manifest that the relationship is over. Don't put any more energy into figuring out why or whatever. It's It's not not worth it. It's It's not you. It's not anything other than that. This person is a bad friend and now Mm -hmm. she's proven it to you twice. Yep, exactly. (laughs) It's, it's the cycle of life and you've just repeated the cycle and now you can break and detach from it. So, right. Exactly. So good luck. Mm -hmm. All right. And our second theme, like I said, thematically similar question. Uh Oh, I dropped a bunch of these. Um, hold on one second. The whole right. deck is wanting to speak to Holly. No, three cards. She, she has Manipulate, abundance, and observe. Just left oh. from my deck. <laughs> uh, so JD says, I asked a question a few months ago about a relationship with my ex. Remember Aries, Aries? You pulled the two worst cards for a relationship reading. The yeah. five of wands and the three of swords. I remember that happening. Yes. Anywho, I remember at the end of the reading, you all mentioned, John, you are on the precipice of taking down all the work you did by going back to being with him. Well, surprise, we got back together and broke up and got back together and broke up. And basically, yeah, I am the fool card. I thought it would work out this time, but it didn't. We ended up having many of the same issues and we finally broke it off again. Uh, and he wasn't in a great mental headscape, head headspace. However, he wanted to still be around me because I was the only positive influence in his life. Fucking energy vampires. Oh my God. Which is sad. And it was hard for me to make him realize that there were good things in his life. I got him signed up for therapy, which is great. However, with all the resentment, we were just hurting each other by being together. He'd find random things to get jealous about and was just very insecure, which I hope one day will get better for him. That is very sweet of you, John. Mm -hmm. I truly do wish him well, and I want him to get to a place where he feels strong and secure in his life. His parents provide almost everything, so he's set financially, but he has a lot of mental issues he's working through. Basically, to make a long story short, I wanted to see if you can pull some cards for the energy of the situation, if it's truly over, and some advice for moving forward. I feel stuck and would love any guidance. This sounds really, really codependent, and it feels good to be told that you're the person who's able to keep someone's life together for them. And then by getting him into therapy, it's sort of like showing that you can have an impact, Mm -hmm. but it's hurting you to still be in this person's life. Obviously by you still thinking that there's a chance of it working out, it's hurting you. Yeah. 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 And they got the three of freaking swords Uh and you still went back and I totally get it. That's how relationships work sometimes, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we can absolutely pull cards about the energy of the situation if it's truly over and some advice for moving forward <laughs> and compendium of constellations and reclaim Oracle are not going to be sweet, gentle <laughs> nice about it. <laughs> baby angels about this. <laughs> okay. So JD, JD. So what do we want the qu- first question to be about the energy think, of the, yeah, probably just the, the energy of the now. Yeah. The energy of the relationship now, should okay. we do energy of the relationship now? And also just, is it valuable to differentiate between like, historical energy surrounding the relationship and current energy surrounding the relationship. Well, I feel like the current energy of the relationship, they've definitely like adjusted into a friend space is what it seems like, even though it's still still a codependent friend space is still a a defined sprint friend space. Right. Uh, The, the thing that I'm curious about is I want to see if you can pull some cards for the energy of this situation. If it's truly over, that means that the, like the, they're still thinking that they may get back into a relationship together right. if this person gets their shit together. Right, situation. That right. hope is still clinging, being clung to there, right? Yeah. 
So I feel like we can just do energy. The energy yeah. of the if like getting back together at this moment. So that's interesting because maybe we do need to do of their literal current energy uh-huh. and then of rekindling, rekindling. like a what if situation. Right. Yeah. But yeah. maybe we need to do a standalone of their current, current existing existence, immediate uh-huh. energy. Okay. And then what getting to relationship. Like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So current. Yes. I'm going to pull for the what if at the same time. <sighs> oh, okay. man. And then just a second, I'm going to, I'm going to shuffle and then think of the what if the, if the, if relationship part, cause I got, I pulled for the, what is current. And then I'm pulling for the relationship stuff. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. reclaim being a little sassy it's being really sassy okay so what did you get for the current energy current energy is release and acceptance okay and i got travel and observe so i think that release and acceptance and travel and observe is saying i think travel is indicating that there's like this transition happening so Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. this transition into releasing expectations, watching what they do and then accepting who they are right now. And I think that that comes through with the amount of empathy Mm -hmm. that JD is including for like going through a lot, all that stuff. So right now you're in the empathetic, like detachment area of understanding your relationship with this person. And the, what if I got is honor and loyalty. What did you get? Okay. So, for, okay, so for the for the what I'm gonna pivot back to there with the acceptance card for the the what is currently going on. There's like you've definitely shifted into a acceptance of who they are as a person now. Right. So yeah. I think that's really important. Like you're not looking at them as rose colored glasses. For the if for relationship, I got passion. So yeah. and sadness. So. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> Look at this sadness card. Like it's like yeah. li- li- like you're literally like in a cocoon, frozen, up, frozen yeah. in time. So while like you're connected on this deep level, there's still going to be this underlying sadness to your relationship. Right. That's always you're always going to return to. Well, and I think part of that could have to do with this sort of loyalty that I came up with. Yeah. Like you have this sense of loyalty to who you think they could be. Mm-hmm. And you do have a connection or else right. you wouldn't still trying to make it still be trying to make it work. But if you're doing this of a sense of out of a sense of like honoring who that person is becoming mm-hmm. and it still is coming up with sadness, right. then that person is not for you. Right. They right. can be somebody who may be a fantastic partner to somebody else. Uh-huh. Exactly. But they've are I think that they've already hurt you too. We've already been through too much for there to mm-hmm. not be that tinge of sadness, even if uh, in the moment, there's that sense of loyalty and passion. Right, right. There's just too much sadness already there. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just always going to be a triggering point for your relationship. Like, no matter what, like, you've seen, like, like we talked about before, the syn- the syndrical, you know, sense of relationships where you're repeating the same cyclical, triggers yeah. over. Yeah, th- saying cyclical. I'm like, syndric, syn- circular. <laughs> 
you know, Either there's way. cycles going on in yeah, relationships. Yeah, totally. And this is a cycle that you're repeating over and over and over. Right. And you've And probably accepted- because there's that passion yeah. and that loyalty. And then mm-hmm. the sadness comes along with it. Yeah. And that's a really hard way to live your life. Yes, exactly. Like, and you deserve to be happy without that codependency and that so maybe need we to should always rescue pull them. Cards. Yeah, totally. I think we should pull cards for actual next steps. Like what yes. you can do yes. to sort of break through this cycle. Yes. I love sadness and passion coming up together. <laughs> is It's so like, bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I pulled two and I like my cards for this. Okay. What did you get? I got sincerity and grief. Okay. And I got safety and freedom. Yeah. So I think that like focus, I think safety and freedom together are cool because it could both be the freedom of being safe from this like emotional situation. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or also the, how much safer being free feels. Feels. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you get again? I got sincerity and grief. Sincerity and grief. and yeah. I, I think that's interesting because with sincerity, like JD, you keep, this door open you've been keeping this door open this sort of like potential open yeah and like the decision to break up has always been a well maybe there's not been that sincere decision on your part for your health yeah and like i'm not saying that you're like maybe you are in therapy about this but with grief and sincerity to me like you need to grieve the relationship that was and will never be right exactly and then focus on how much safer emotionally mm-hmm. you are when you're yeah. free of these what ifs and yeah. maybe, and if he could just like all of those things really, really destroy you. And I've mm-hmm. seen friends go through that. Where yeah. They yeah. Spend years thinking like if this person could just do these couple of things, then yeah. everything would be okay. Right. And especially when it's like m- mostly emotional stuff that you understand the mm-hmm. basis of, like yeah. you have the explanation of why they behave this way. Mm-hmm. It's even easier to get trapped in that. But thinking about what freedom you'll have without that threat of being mm-hmm. sucked back in. Right. Like allow yourself to grieve fully and sincerely and say, this is an understanding that I've come to about this being over. Right. And then the safety that comes from not putting yourself in a position where things feel up in the air still. And you being the only good influence in their life is their choice. Right. They can choose better, but they are choosing to manipulate you. Right. Exactly. That's what And I think. also <laughs> that is what was the first, like, I guess, initial trigger for me that this was a little bit codependent. Yeah. Because nobody should rely fully on one person mm-hmm. to be their positive influence in their life. And yes. nobody should feel as though they are the only positive yes. influence in somebody's yes. life. Yes. Like it's the, it's your ex's responsibility 
to figure out ways to bring more positivity into his right. life. And that does not have to have to have anything right. to do with you, JD. And they've been given a life of privilege, it sounds yeah. like. And they still choose to not make better choices. So that's on them to... Well, and even... and But I do think it's important to note because I know that the fact that, that, John, that JD's ex is in therapy now is probably giving additional hope for like, well, once the mental stuff is worked out, it'll all be fine. But think about the fact that mm-hmm. your relationship has been toxic. There's too much established sadness. Right. From the cards we pulled earlier. Totally. And the cards we pulled years ago. Years ago, yeah. <laughs> but the amount of freedom that'll come with just saying, I'm safe from mm-hmm. getting sucked into this because I have grieved this person I've mm-hmm. grieved this relationship I felt those feelings sincerely and now I am safe from getting sucked back in and I am free from being worried about it anymore yeah it's the yeah. only way you can really move forward yeah agreed oh thank you cards yes and good Ooh. luck JD I, I know it's yeah. a ton but you're just not responsible for this person's happiness uh, exactly be. no exactly it's not how human relationships can work no absolutely not awesome Oops, all oracles is working out for us. (laughs) All right. And now it's time for our Patreon shout outs. Yes. Are we going to oops, all oracle our Patreon shout outs? Yeah, sure. Yay. Do you want to pull for Francisca? Yes, I can. Hello, Francisca. Five, six, seven. Your card from the Reclaim Oracle is two, three, four, five, six, seven is... power Ooh, i love this little card power cool. That's so pretty. embrace like your a... power yes i love it i love it all too. right and we don't really have any announcements i don't think no uh oh we can the... read we got a bunch of new reviews for the book we can read one of oh those. yeah if you would like to why do i keep putting my phone in places i can't find <laughs> i did not see where you said it last time so i could not well, i found it i found <laughs> okay, it okay. i just keep thinking this is going to be vibrating and it's going to drive me crazy so i should move it and oh. then i lose it completely because um my brain is a sieve <laughs> <laughs> hello so also, it is still on sale. You can mm-hmm. get it for $34. I love it. Our beautiful, beautiful baby. Okay, so this is our newest review from Sandy CD. And Sandy CD says, this beautiful book would be worth the purchase, even if the only thing you did was flip through the pages admiring the beautifully illustrated tarot cards. Yes. That would be a mistake, though, as the stories that accompany the illustrations of different tarot decks are incredibly interesting, full of history and biography and information about the artistry of the cards and the artists who created them. Suggestions are included for new decks that might interest fans of particular decks, including both the most popular and well-known decks and and more esoteric cards. The authors slip in information about how to read the tarot cards and include a fantastic cheat sheet that folds out to allow you to track meanings for different tarot cards across the Tarot de Marseille, Rider-Waite-Smith, and Toth decks. The interior of the cheat sheet, a full-color historical timeline of the tarot that hits the highlights from the 1300s to 2021. I loved the overview after the detailed chapters. Pockets Yay. in the back include 15th 15 century Solobuska tarot cards. Fun resources for further reading are included. Despite the name, this list includes podcasts and other media. So I guess we didn't change that. Oh yeah. That page. Oops. <laughs> I'm looking forward into digging into the list. What about this one? Mm. Another one from March 9th. 
This, from B. Wallace. This is one of the most beautiful books on the subject I've ever seen with a wealth of research and information about the tarot and the art that makes up a lot of the most popular and well-known decks, as well as some obscure ones. I was sucked into reading this book for days. It will deepen insights and understanding for any level of tarot reader. It's a gorgeous hardback book in a hard slipcover, beautiful presentation. The back cover has red envelopes containing 24 cards from the Solobuska deck. This is a beautiful gift idea, and chances are you know somebody who enjoys tarot, even if it's just for the art. Five Yay. stars. Oh, thank you so much. We're getting a lot of. Sweet. I mean, I get sucked into our own book too, so I'm just gonna, just gonna say. Like, I know. I really is it weird if book. I mark all of the five star reviews as helpful? Helpful? Nope. I do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I do it too. Um. Anyway, so yeah, you can order that now or leave us a five star review for yeah. algorithmic reasons. Yes, please, and please do that for our podcast as well because, well, I mean, oh, we yeah. mentioned it at the end of our episodes, but yeah, there's shenanigans afoot, so it helps. All it of helps. All the reviews help. Thank <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. All right, so this week we are, as promised, reviewing Amor a Psyche, the Oracle deck that I did not realize till I was researching it is art from a really famous artist that oh. has been uh, sort of like compiled into oracle cards. Well, there is there is a Korean song called Amore Fati. And so every time I see Amore Psyche, I think of this Korean song that is a very, very popular <laughs> song. So I start singing it to myself. So you're welcome, I everyone. I love it. I will insert a little bit right here. Not a copyright infringement level, just a just, just ten seconds. Bit. Exactly. <laughs> and here we go. And we're done. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait to hear it personally. <laughs> You're going to love it. I'm sure it's great. Wasn't that a fantastic song? <laughs> anyway, so the, so the synopsis of the deck, and this is a Los Garabeo deck, so it's yes. uh, released through Llewellyn in the U.S., but uh, they say, feel the passion and love emanating from the Amore Psyche Oracle and behold the stunning art that draws on ancient Greek myth and imagery. The oracular word or phrase on each card makes this the perfect divinatory resource for answering questions related to romantic relationships and the course of your love life. Also, Esther, will you check yes. to make sure that you're still recording? Yes, I am at 33 minutes and 59 seconds. Oh, woohoo! <laughs> All right. So this was the interesting part. The art is from, I'm, I don't know how to speak French, but my guess would be, Georges Babier. <laughs> okay, okay. That sounds good who to me. Was a French illustrator who created works for theater productions, fashion houses, oh. and publishers. He also created designs for jewelry, wallpaper, and glassware, in addition to writing influential essays and articles celebrating the beau art style. Well, that was And fancy. there's a little bit more in the actual booklet about him. So we'll see mm -hmm. if there's any additional information that we want to talk about. But so, yeah, I didn't question, realize that. When was this art created? Is this like recent art? No, <laughs> he was alive from 1882 to 1932. So this is okay. all pre-World so kind of War II. Like the 1920s. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I would it guess It feels super so. like 1920s-ish. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. So his first, art, his first art exhibit was in 1911, and he skyrocketed okay. to fame and acclaim because yeah. of his ground, groundbreaking work. And it is really beautiful stuff. It really so is gorgeous. Surprised. Yeah. Um, he led the way in his chosen profession as an illustrator and designer, 
with a career that spanned decades and inspired many contemporaries. His circle was known for their flamboyant dress, art, and mannerisms. Barbier illustrated many books and poems throughout his career. The artwork that beautifully graces these oracle cards comes from his illustrations of several poems. And then there's a whole fucking bunch of French. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can check out the booklet if you're interested in which specific poems this artwork was designed for. Yes, yes. The writer, Rachel Paul, is like impossible to find information about her. Uh But she has written for several decks, especially especially Llewellyn decks. So I think she might be like... Almost a staff, yeah, like a staff writer. Okay. Um, she did the Little Prince Tarot. She did one that's like insane clown posse themed. Like, oh wow, that is really diverse. I know she's pretty (laughs) prolific in the writing of tarot books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's okay. If she's interesting to me, I if we had more time, I would be curious to like really explore what her deal is. But the art is the art and themes are all from this basically 19th and 20th century writer or illustrator. Okay. So I'm also going to talk to you a little bit about the, how to use this deck thing, Mm -hmm. because I do think that it's an an important component because it's such a structured Oracle deck. Yes. There are basically three sets of 10. So cards one through 10 explore blossoming feelings or young love. Cards 11 through 20 explore the experience of love. So diving deeper into the fullness of feeling, whether romantic, erotic, or otherwise. And cards 21 to 30 indulge in love in full bloom, which is the culmination of the loving experience. So the idea is that you should be using this. I mean, I don't think necessarily that you need to just be using it for like erotic or romantic love, but it does lean really heavily on that and there's yes. a ton of nudity so it does yes. end up being a bit more of an erotic tarot deck than you expect it to be <laughs> yeah yeah totally but most of the cards uh so for the actual booklet itself they have the so they're all numbered which we love mm-hmm. in an oracle deck the cards yes. are numbered especially because it's not alphabetical and you do really need the booklet yes, to utilize this um so there's the words actually on the card itself and then when you look up the card it has a little sort of mantra thing. Mm-hmm. So a card description ish, like for example, I am my own better half or whatever. Yeah. Stop and smell the roses. And then it's followed by uh, a bunch of components. Most of them mm-hmm. have just two components, but some of them have up to four. And the main two components are seeing love, which is a story time sort of interpretation of the art itself, which, as you know, we love. Yes, yes. And making love, which is the action that the card is calling you to do. Yes. And then on some of the knows, cards, we love a good action. We love a good go action. On. Yeah, exactly. And then some of the cards also have a meditation that they refer to as being love mm-hmm. and an affirmation, which they call procre- what? Proclaiming love. <laughs> Procranial love. <laughs> yeah, procranial love. And it's sort of like an affirmation that you can um, repeat to yourself yeah. to kind of like emulate what the meanings of the cards are a little bit more. It feels very holistic, to be honest. Like yeah. a nice holistic application. I think the level of reader that it's appropriate for is probably over the age of 18. Because <laughs> there is nudity. <laughs> I I mean... It can- 
is there like prohibit like prohibitions of buying it if you're under 18? No. I don't think so. But yeah. I feel like for our purposes, we can yeah. just encourage you to be over 18 if yeah. you're, like, you're looking at it. It is like it is like artistically like Yeah, it's old not style. Lewd. So it's not like it's not like porn it's on a car. It's tasteful nudes. <laughs> it's tasteful nudes. And it's historical art, so you're it's right. Historical That's, nudes. I'm being so approved by saying 18 and over. It's not like actual nudity. It's like historical art nudes. Right, right. So, so I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not saying that you should go give this to your niece that's 14 or something like that. But <laughs> just, just kind of be aware of the, your surroundings when right, doing exactly. this, with drawing these cards. So it is a traditional oracle size, which I know is like a technical thing in our community, but most of my oracle decks are just tarot card size. Mini, exactly. <laughs> what we mean by traditional oracle is that they're slightly shorter and much mm-hmm. wider than tarot cards. Yes. Um. So that's one thing to consider is just the size difference. But yes. it is available basically anywhere because it is distributed by Llewellyn and Los Garabeo. Yeah. Um. I think the cardstock is kind of garbage. Like, yeah, it's it's like a high gloss, so it's hard to like take pictures of. And I don't, of course, you know me, like a, a gloss. I'm really particular about it, right? And it's not like it's too bendy, but for some reason, every single one of my cards is incredibly swayed. I fe- I feel like so with a larger deck, you can sh- like shuffle and then not become bendy as easily, but because it's only 30 cards, right? If you like riffle shuffle, it's going to not just gonna be as sturdy with the shuffle. Yeah. That's a good point. I bet that that's so maybe that maybe that's it. That's what I kind of feel. Cause it, but also warning, it is only 30 cards. So you're right. not going to get a, like a full size Oracle deck with this. It's going to be kind of a mini, it's like a half sort Oracle. of mini, but I yeah. think since each of the cards has so much information about it, yeah. it can still be useful, but yeah, it's totally. Like, it's designed to sort of illustrate the three parts of romantic love. And mm-hmm. um, so yeah. it's short. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's an Oracle deck. So there aren't any name changes. And I think we can probably just jump into our favorite cards. Yeah. Let's do that. I have five. Favorite I have cards. six cards that are my favorites. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well then let's start with yours and we'll just go through them and talk okay. about them. Maybe I think I should we should probably like smallest to largest number. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Do it. And because it's laid out in this like beginning of love to yes. establish love thing. That's a great idea. Can I count one. as the next question? No, oh shoot. I don't have not. any of the young love. None oh, of them you are don't? my favorites. I think no. I have two. I start mine. at 11. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Uh, wait, what, the 18, 16, 18, 11. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't know how to count. <laughs> what's happening? All of a sudden, what's going on? Okay, um, so first I got, I chose the Game of Love, which is number five in the uh-huh. series. And it's um, a one lady like playing a playing harp a on the beat of, oh, a lute? I don't know what it is. I, oh, well, a beach? I don't know. I don't know. Some instrument. Can't, it's hard to tell. It looks like Icarus is flying above her towards the sun. And then there's another naked lady lounging like on her lap, just kind of listening and enjoying the music. What and card number is it? Number five. It's called the Game of Love. So she's just kind of like looking wistfully while there's other it people. It is like... a liar. <laughs> oh, no. It's this liar and harp. God damn oh, it. Oh, liar and harp. Okay. <laughs> 
we're both right. Uh, and then there's like there's other like people like running into the ocean, and sort of like for, like this forlornness. It's, so it was well, like this yeah. game of love is what the it's uh, supposed to be playful is. though. It's not supposed to be well, forlorn. Well, I feel like it's forlorn because she's like the game of love. Like I'm gonna stay near this heart player because I find you really sexy, and I'm not gonna go play <laughs> with my friends. But you're the heart player, and heart players are always the sexiest. So the that's band, a really so. funny example because this the card meaning is uh-huh. literally the exact opposite, opposite. of that. Yep. Like it full blown says, there's no need to stress. Love is a game and you play it the best. Like it's just. Is it an American very... perspective where like the, uh, being love being a game is negative? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Me. I hate love. I hate games. Anyway. Yeah. I hate loving games. Uh, so that was my first one. And I just really like the beachy, you know, siren feel. Yeah, to totally. There's a lot of good ocean stuff. in these Yes. Cards. Uh, my next one is nine doubt in a decision. This could kind of be like a tarot card for the lovers because there yeah. is a male who is in full blood red with a giant erection that, <laughs> <laughs> that is holding on to the hand of like a, like you can tell this one a is figure that you like can a figure see. you can yeah. see. And then a figure that's kind of off screen that you right, can't see. Right. Um, and that one is doubt and indecision. And I kind of like that for an Oracle deck with cards because you do struggle with that, especially like knowing that this is like the young and in love sort of like, right. It's like this transition from young love to more established love. So having a card that's about doubt totally makes sense. And at the same time, like the fact that doubt and indecision can also be prevalent, like in your love life, even if you've been together for years, Yeah, you know, that to me is really interesting to like, as a card that you can pull, it doesn't just necessarily like apply to just young love either so yeah totally i like that one uh next this one is for pure beautiful reasons and that's 11 with taking the plunge that's like the oceanic yeah the jellyfish it's just gorgeous and there's a figure that has do- dove div di- divined <laughs> dive that dived into the ocean like fully nude the colors are the just colors like are so gorgeous. vibrant the blue of the ocean the green of the i guess coral the sea anemones and the funny part is the incredibly pink genitalia. Like, yes. why is that that color? But whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. in general, just like such beautiful lines and coloring mm-hmm. in that card. I really it like it. It's so gorgeous. So yeah. since both of us chose that card, that would be a yeah. good one for us to read the page for. So it's, it's totally. card 11, taking the plunge. It's about diving into emotion. The seeing love is he was tired of skimming the surface and engaging with life on a superficial level. He wanted more. So he dove into the deepest levels of his subconscious to explore the deepest parts of his heart. He found love on a new level. His love was deeper than he had ever consciously known. The making love. So the action is spend time in contemplation and meditation. As you listen to the voice within water is excellent for bringing out the emotions that are within us as the tides ebb and flow. If you are able, go and sit beside a peaceful body of water as you take time for contemplation and self-reflection. How deep can you go? Which is both. That's both of our favorite things in the whole (laughs) world. The meditation is visualize the ocean of love and dive deeper into its depths. Go deeper and deeper into your feelings. And the affirmation is I am deep and I dive within to explore a treasure to behold. Beauty is within me. I love that. Me too. Oh, so good. Uh, my next card is number 16, physical attraction. And it's the people that are giving each other hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying. That. <laughs> just say, 
saying it's like it's like right there. I don't know if you can see. No, it. I can see it, Esther. Don't this, worry. You, yeah, I can <laughs> zoom in a little more. It's very. This is a, like probably the card that I looked at and was like, whoa, whoa, that yeah, is exactly. erotic. Yes, yes. It's very, very sexy, very pro genitalia touching, and we're here for it. So. Um, so yes, the wild is thing the- is that it seems like they would have the actual meaning be more about like physical touch, but it uh-huh. really is not. It's oh, like really? visualize your deepest desire and physical and bodily sensations that come along with that. And then the affirmation is my body is beautiful and sacred. I'm here to celebrate it. Okay. Well, it's like not as much touching as not, I want. It's not like not as much mutual touching, but self touching. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Uh, number, I feel like this is also the episode where we should have recorded video so people could see the cards. I know. It's like, it's always fun to do naked deck. Um, the next one I have is number 18 and I got this one more for like the meaning or like the title on the thing than Uh anything else. It's called the charm of simplicity. And I really like that when you're starting to like get into like the groove of your relationship and kind of like that transition that the simple things in life are what's kind of important and like that's that's going and they're just like relaxing back. together and they're it's like just, it's a really pretty card because it's like two yeah. people under a tree the tree itself is really beautifully depicted mm-hmm. and then the figures are like nude but they're sort of like together but doing their own thing exactly. like one of them is playing an instrument the other one is talking to a bird yeah. i also really like all the rosy knees and elbows mm-hmm. in the yeah. artist in depiction. the arts. it's just like uh-huh. very I don't know. I just think that it's really pretty. It is, so yeah, it's like, yeah, I like it's that like card flush too. with young love and it's beautiful. And I just think it's pretty. And then my last favorite is number 25 unrequited desire. And it's a figure alone on a beach with a oh, veil so behind that her. picture reminded me of some of uh, Pixie Coleman yes. Smith's other works besides yes. Rider Waite Smith. Yes, 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 yes. Like she has some art that has similar lines and vibes Mm -hmm. and colors. And they would have been creating in the sort of like creative fields at the same time. Like I don't think maybe she met him. I don't think it would be outside of the realm of possibility that they met to be honest. Yeah. Because he was in France, she was in England. They're like twenty five miles away from each other, right? right. <laughs> yeah, and they both are in these like bohemian yeah. sort of like like flamboyant communities. Totally. Yeah, I kind of could see them meeting, and they yeah. have similar vibes. So they probably mm-hmm. at least, totally. She probably at least knew about knew, him. They probably knew about each other. I would yeah. assume. Anyway, I, 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 it happens in our fan fiction of our mind. It's there. yeah, exactly. So, so yes, but I just really also like the fact, like the, I love a deck that can be holistic in the passion and the beauty of love between, you know, yourself or people, but also the fact that there can be this sort of sadness, like this unrequired desire that you're not going to meet at yeah. that, you know, that desire is not going to be met and it's okay. Right. Move on from that. So anyway, yeah. All right, so I share with you my love of number 11, the taking the plunge. I also really like 19, which is full intimacy. Um, It's two figures sort of sitting on a... On like a hill and the hill is itself like a really beautiful teal color. And then there's this very peaceful sky behind them and they're Mm. facing each other. So you only see one of the figures faces, but they're like, they feel intimate. They're like staring into each other's eyes. And I just think that it's really beautiful and the colors are fantastic. Yes. I also really like love's embrace, which is number 20. And I like this again because the colors of blue that he selected are just so stunning. Oh, so yeah. again, it's two figures. That is my one main criticism is that it's like incredibly heteronormative. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably a testament to the fact that this is art from the 19 teens and 1920s. Mm-hmm. 
But that is, I mean, some of the figures look a little bit ambiguous, but I think the implication is very clear that it's all pretty heteronormative. Right. Um, But anyway, so it's two figures. The shorter figure is sort of draped over the taller figure. They are wearing a dress that is stunning, like Mm -hmm. such a pretty dress. And it sort of looks like they're in ruins almost. And Uh it's all these beautiful blacks and deep blues and there's just a lot of like beauty in that embrace. Yeah. I also really like 22, which is now moving into the love and full bloom section. Mm-hmm. And that is love's secret. Yeah. And this actually does have two women on it. So I guess they're probably like supposed to. There's be a few cards that, that do. Because yeah. One of the poems that they use was like a lesbian. Oh yeah. Poem. Lesbian. Oh, you're, you're right. One of them is about, well, anyway, so I guess I was, like over remembering the amount of penises in the deck, which is (laughs) fairly typical for me. Anyway. So this one, it looks even more like sort of Greek amphorae because it is all tans and oranges on a black background. And it's two women sort of like leaning over a giant cup, almost like a bird bath style, huge Mm -hmm. cup. And there's a tree behind them. That's also just in oranges and reds. And there's all these birds on it. And they seem to be like sort of, bathing themselves and there's sort of this like sacredness of you know whatever truth or whatever it kind of reminds me of that pensive from harry potter where all the memories oh, yes. put in that in that fountain that's sort of the mm-hmm. thing that it reminds me of but they're talking about sort of pools of water and stuff with it and it's just really pretty yes and then finally 26 is memories and remembrance and this is two maidens also sort of lounging in this like bird bath style shell. It's being held up by additional figures and they are just so pretty. I just love the yeah. lines of the, these people's hair and the background and the shell that they're sitting in. And it's just like really, really pretty art. And I like that era of art a lot. It yes. Turns out. Like I really yeah. enjoy it quite significantly. Yeah. 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 I agree. So yeah, I don't know. I didn't, when I bought this deck, I wasn't expecting it to be so like romantic love themed, Mm -hmm. but I don't hate it at all. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah, totally. All right. Should we pull a card for our relationship with the deck? How much we love the deck? WTF way we have a Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. I forgot about this. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I have the only hot card I have is just that I just don't like this picture a lot. Oh, okay. Tell me. So it, this one's called a beautiful face and it depicts like a person oh, yeah. of color that is Brushing like a servant yeah. or maybe possibly an, like an enslaved person that, and I don't really, I'm like, eh, can we just not What's zoom in? Con- right. Like, cause they're so doing So that makes me hair. be more curious about what the rest of this guy's art looks like because some right. of it's so beautiful and that seems so unnecessary. To yeah. Have a, well, and there like- are other people of color in the deck to pe- depicted as lovers. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like it's the only depiction of people of color in this deck, but it was just like, why do we have to like in yeah. our modern time? Why do we have to crop it in that direction? If, right. I guess if that makes any sense. Like, well, that's why I'm kind of curious to see what the rest of his art looks like, because maybe yeah. our appreciation of him is like more. I mean, obviously it's based on the deck only. We didn't look at right. any of his other art, but I wonder if maybe our appreciation of him is coming from these like highly selected images rather than yeah. like his body of work as a whole. body of work. Right, right, right. But nevertheless, I do think that this deck is kind of cool and, yeah. and worth checking out. I mean, right. it's it's obviously based on historical art, so it's not going to be as representative or progressive mm-hmm. as we'd like it to be. But yeah. the card meanings are really interesting. So it's something that's worth, like, I guess, taking a look at and deciding for your own. I'm sure that there are walk yeah. walkthroughs available on YouTube. 
Oh yeah, totally, totally. So let's pull for card. All right. And I got longing and desire for my relationship Ooh. with the deck, so I guess it wants to work with me more. <laughs> this is a very Holly deck. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, in my opinion. Thank you. And mine is <laughs> soft whispers. Well, oh. Huh, okay, okay. All right. Well, We'll We're see how that works. Look about that. How it happens. Okay, sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I have to run. So that's our yes. show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy dandy form with which to submit questions. Yes. And I've got to scroll all the way to the bottom. Tell your friends about us or review us. It helps us grow. And as always, we really appreciate your reviews. We certainly do. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also we have a Discord server and Redbubble shop. So all the links for everything that we've kind of mentioned, decks and everything are in our show notes. So look for all the info there. Exactly. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so much. We bad. do. We love you. I'm I'm all a pussy. I'm all a pussy.